Well, for many of us, though, and don't know, there may be some who never experienced this, but have you ever been in a very dark place in your life? Painful as it might be, just try to think back at that uh, dark, dark time. There are times when we don't feel good about ourselves at all. We don't feel good about where we are in life. And we certainly don't feel good about where we're headed. And we've lost confidence. We've lost hope. There's no joy. Instead, it's despair. There are a few people who go through life and rarely, if ever, experience dark days dark periods, dark seasons in their lives, and their hearts, in their marriages, or just walking through life. But I suspect that, that many of us, perhaps even most of us, go through times of darkness. And the Bible speaks about that. I love how the Bible speaks to real life. It speaks to exactly where we are, where we've been, or where we're going. What's happening what has happened, what probably will happen in our life. Almost 30 years ago, I was walking to work, the job I had then. And it was uh, before daybreak. It was dark and kind of foggy. And I remember uh, being at a very, very dark place, not only in the darkness of that morning, but just in my own heart. Just a really dark place of lost hope. Felt like all there was was pain. Never get any better. Didn't know where the Lord was. Cried out to Him. It seemed like heaven was silent and there would never be an answer. I looked up in my misery and probably self-pity. And there in the darkness of that morning, kind of in the mist and the fog... There was a sign there in this road I was walking down this lane on my way to work, and it said dead end. I just said, it's perfect. That's where I feel like I am. It's where I feel like my life is, my marriage. No way forward, no way out. It's not going to get any better. It's a dark, dark place. Now, you may not be there. I hope you're not. But people all around you are in very dark places. We've sung about the light coming. People people need that light. The Lord may have brought you out of a dark place, or maybe you are in a very dark place. A lot of times this darkness can be brought about by marriage or family pain or, or loneliness or just feeling like, Your life doesn't matter, obscurity. Maybe it's the consequences of sin. Your sin or somebody else's sin It just caused you to be in a very dark place. There can be a thousand reasons or more. But there are people that you come in contact with every day. And you may not even be aware of it because they can put on a good front. They're in a very dark place. Second Peter, if you had turned there in our 
study as we're studying through Peter's message to first century believers. I'm going to look particular this morning as we've walked through the first chapter together the last few weeks, but I just want us to linger a little longer, especially on one phrase. And this may be for you this morning, or it may be for someone that you know, but you might be thinking, I really don't know what it's like to be in a dark place. You know, things have been really, really good, and I've been really blessed, and and my marriage good, my life is good, everything is going great, uh, my, you know, school's good, whatever it is, wherever you are in life, you may be thinking, everything is wonderful, this really isn't for me. Well, I want you to listen, if you would, with the ears of, there are people that you know, there are people that you come in contact with every week, I'm sure, that they're not in a good place, they're in a very dark place. And I want you to think about that. Maybe if you're in a great place, that you can let your light shine to them. Look in verse 19 with me, if you would. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. This is a promise for believers only. We, believers, have also a a more sure word of prophecy. There are many who we know that They don't have any confidence in the Word of God. The Word of God is not bread to them. It's not light to them and life to them. It means very little to them, maybe even nothing at all. And that's one of the reasons why they're in the dark place. Do you know believers can be in a very dark place? We've lost sight of God. We've lost sight of His truth. We've allowed sin and selfishness. We've allowed the darkness to come in. We've escaped the darkness because Christ's light has, has shone in our life, but, but we, can, we can stumble back into the darkness as believers. But we do have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed. You can have all the truth in the world, but if you don't obey it, if you don't pay close attention to it, if you don't apply it, if you don't take heed, then it's not going to do you any good at all. One of the reasons why believers get into a very dark place is, is, is they lose the value and importance of the Word of God. They stop applying it to their life. The Word of God no longer is fresh and living and life-changing. It becomes stale. It becomes unimportant. It becomes a duty rather than a delight. And they begin to push it aside. And that, is, that allows the light of Jesus to dim in their hearts. And the darkness begins to overtake them again. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Do you see that phrase? A dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. The word a dark place there means a, a place that's a squalid or damp or dirty or dismal. It can mean a place where no or very little light, a place that you feel trapped, a place that you feel like there's no hope and there's no way out. That word is used to describe all of those types of situations. 
And again, I know what that feels like. When I read that in Scripture, a dark place, I go back to some of the dark seasons, dark places, dark times, dark moments in my life and in my heart. I think it's good for us to revisit those. Not to stay there, not to linger there, not to, not to just mope in those places. But I think it's good to revisit and to see where the Lord brought us from. Some of you are thinking about times before you came to Christ, before the light of Christ shone in your hearts, and before that day star. And, and you remember what it was like to be in darkness, to be in blackness, to, to not know why you were here, to not know what life was all about. You remember what it was like to be in that very, very dark place without Christ. And some of you are remembering now some of the darkest times in your life, maybe just pain that no one else knew about and, and you really couldn't explain to anybody else. Maybe it was marital misery. Maybe it was personal pain. Maybe it was pain you brought upon yourself. Maybe it's just the pain of just feeling awkward and out of place. Sometimes we just kind of stay in a dark place. We just, we just keep ourselves there because we just keep thinking about how we feel or how we wish that things were different. A dark place. There's a couple of things I want to say to you about a dark place just as we spend our time in God's Word this morning. First of all, if you're in a dark place or or when you go into a dark place, or if you're there this morning, I just want you to pay particular attention. First of all, I want to encourage you to trust God's goodness. Trust God's goodness. That morning when I just experienced that, yeah, you're at a dead end, your life's at a dead end, it's not going to get any better, what you're feeling is just going to continue. Life is miserable. You're miserable. You make other people miserable. You just fill in the blanks. The enemy can heap it on you, and sometimes we heap it on ourselves, don't we, with self-condemnation and criticism. But for a believer, in spite of how we feel, in spite of what's going on in our life, in spite of how dark the darkness is, God's still good. You and I need to be reminded of that. You and I need to be constantly remembering the goodness of God. The unbeliever has never tasted and seen that the Lord is good. They, they, they don't know what they don't know. But you and I, even if we get in times of darkness, we do know, even though we don't know at that point maybe, even though we're not remembering it, we're not, we're not thinking on the goodness of God, Psalm 107 and verse 8 says this, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Verse 10, Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High, Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down 
and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and of the shadow of death, and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, and for His wonderful works to the children of men. And this psalm just goes on and on, talking about the pitfalls that all of us fall into sometimes of our, of our thinking, the rottenness of our thinking about life and about ourselves or about others or about our situation. And then it repeats this refrain, refrain over and over again. Oh, that men would remember and recount the goodness of the Lord. I don't know if you've ever been in a, maybe just woke up in a, just, I don't really know what to call it. You know, you're just kind of, you just wake up and you just don't feel good about the day. You don't feel good about yourself. You look in the mirror and you just go, ah, it's you again. And you just, you feel like you don't look good. You feel like, why would anybody want to see me or talk to me? I don't even like myself. I don't like what's going on. I don't like what I have to do. Have you ever felt that way? Amen. Okay, I got a couple amen. You know, I know there are those of you that get up and man, it's a great day and you wake up with a smile and you're happy and the world is a happy place. And I know that. I, I, I get that. I've never really experienced that, but there are people that wake up that way. But for a lot of us, you know, we, we don't greet the day that way. But we need to be disciplined as believers to remember that the Lord is good. I need that. I need to grab the Word of God as quickly as I can in the morning. And I need to be reminded how good my God is. Not only how good He's been to me, not only how good He is out of His character, it's just who He is. He cannot cease to be that which He always has been. He is now and He always will be. I need to be personally reminded of that. And I have to discipline myself to do that or I will lapse into darkness. I'll lapse into despair. I wish I wasn't that way. And maybe you wish you weren't that way. But we need to be reminded of the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 112 and verse 4 says this, Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. For those of us who have tasted and we know that the Lord is good, we always know where to go in the darkness. We may not always go there, but we know where to go. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. We know that, but sometimes we have to convince ourselves of that. We have to counsel our heart. We know that that's true. But sometimes we don't feel like that. Sometimes we feel like I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm uh, miserable, I don't want to be around me, nobody else wants to be around me, life is rotten, this day's not going to be any better, yesterday was bad, today's going to be worse, I don't think it's ever going to change. And, and sometimes we need, to, we need to talk to ourselves as we remember the Lord's goodness and we need to say, now it doesn't matter how you feel right now, the Lord is good, He is gracious, this is a day that He's made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Do you ever feel like, you ever start out maybe really good in a day and, and, and 
and, 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 and you start out well and you think this is going to be a great day and I, I feel good and I feel strong and I feel, you know, I feel like this is going to, this is going to be a good day. And then the first bad thing that happens, oh, here we go again. I, I just knew it. I hoped it would be better, but it's not. It's just the same old same. You ever feel that way? All of us have experienced that. Well, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us have experienced that. It's continual. We need to go back to not how we feel or how life is going, whether it's good or bad. We need to go back to God is good. God is gracious. God is full of compassion. He is righteous. How important is it for us to remember the character of our God? It is absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. So trust in God's goodness. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is trust God's ability. No matter where you are, no matter how you feel, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter how long this season of darkness has lasted, no matter how deep this darkness is, how black it is, maybe in your marriage or maybe just in your heart or, or maybe uh, just you don't even know where it's coming from, but a, a feeling of darkness or depression. There may be seasons in your life where you just feel like there is a cloud that is over you at all times. Like nothing you can do is going to work out right. Everything is going to go wrong. There's just there's just a dark cloud. Sometimes there there are periods of like that. There are seasons like that. Trust God's ability. Look in Psalm eighteen twenty eight. It says, "The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness." Do you believe that God has the ability to bring you out of whatever darkness you're in? Now listen, if, if he doesn't, then we're in a mess. Because I know what kind of darkness I can slip into. I know what kind of messes that I can create. I know where I can get to in my own doing, in my own making. But the Lord is able to enlighten my darkness. I know he is because he's done that before. I, I would not have believed that moment that I described to you, and it went on for a long time, my life, I'm ashamed to say. But I, I would not have believed if someone would have told me the good that God had in the future. The good days, the loving life, experiencing His goodness, experiencing His grace, just swimming in His grace and goodness. I, I, I could not have comprehended... Although I knew God, the darkness was so great. It's all I felt at that time. It's all I knew at that time experientially. But God not only is, is good, He is able to bring us out of our darkness. He is able to enlighten our darkness. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Micah chapter 7 verse 7 says, the Lord shall be a light to me. He will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold His righteousness. When you're in that darkness, you need to be brought out. You can't bring yourself out. You can't make yourself feel better. You can't make life suddenly change. The Lord has to do a work of grace to bring you out and to show you His righteousness is what Micah chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. 
Some of you have been there. And you've known and you've experienced and you've tasted that the Lord has brought you out. For every one of us who are saved, the Lord's brought us out of darkness into the light. But even after our salvation, there are times when we go through just difficult, dark times in our life. Maybe you're there now. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe that's why the Lord has laid this so heavy upon my heart to bring to you. There's not many of us here today, but you're here. And God's brought you here for a purpose and a specific reason. And I'm here before you to tell you that God has the ability to bring you out. I don't care how dark your darkness is, how difficult your struggle is. It doesn't matter if you feel that you'll never see any change. Things will never get any better in whatever situation it is that's causing you this pain. The Lord is able. You say, well, I just, I'm just afraid it'll always be the same. I'm afraid it'll never change. I'm afraid I'll never change. As long as fear controls your heart, you will never have the faith to trust God. Fear is always taking you farther and farther away from trusting the Lord, believing Him, standing on the truth of His Word. Many of us operate out of fear. I have for a large portion of my life, fearful person. Always, always thinking about, well, this may be going well now, but I'm afraid that it'll turn around. Some of us, maybe, we just kind of think that way. And if you're not that way, well, that's great. Some of you always think that things are going to be great, things are going to work out well, and, and I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm not that way. And it's not a good thing. Sometimes we're too overconfident. Some things, sometimes we think we can take care of anything that comes along, and that's not good either. We need to trust the Lord and be dependent upon Him. But if we're afraid, always fearful of the next shoe dropping, always fearful of the next bad thing happening in our life, always fearful of letting down others, not being able to do this right or take care of this, then that takes us away from trusting in God, trusting in God's ability. It's really a form of pride. It's debilitating. It brings about despondency. Trust God's ability. And then the third thing I would say, and the last thing that I would say, is trust God's grace and mercy. Now, God's goodness and God's ability equal God's grace. But I I just want to specifically point out that God's grace, His ability to work in your situation, His ability to enlighten your darkness... His his desire to do that, His goodness, His righteousness, it's not just for some people and not others. He's no respecter of persons. If God did this for me, or if God did this for anyone, God can do it for you. God desires to do it for you. God's sovereign. Sometimes Lamentations 3.2 tells us, that God leads us into darkness and not into light. That's what the Bible says. Sometimes God allows us to lapse into a a period of darkness or, or maybe a circumstance that brings darkness in order to show us how wonderful and how glorious and how bright His light really is. Sometimes we don't have a a context for how good God's light is, His truth is, His grace is, until we've experienced darkness without His experiencing His grace, His goodness. 
although he's always good. And so darkness, sometimes God gives us that, that context to see him in a, in a more brilliant way than we ever have. The Lord hath led me into darkness and not into light. That's a strange verse, Lamentations 3.2. But you know why I believe he does that? Prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 45 in verse 2 that there are treasures in darkness. There are things that the Lord teaches us in times of darkness, in situations that bring darkness, in seasons of darkness, where we could not learn otherwise. We could not, we could not know Him in this way, in the light, if everything was great. There are treasures in darkness. You say, I don't feel like there's anything good in what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing and what I feel. If you've gone through marital pain or single loneliness pain or wayward child pain, or the heartache and darkness of someone you cared about very deeply turning away from you and rejecting you. There's all kinds of pain. But God's grace is greater than all the different kinds of pain and darkness that we could experience. And for every situation that brings darkness into our heart and our life, there is a treasure, I believe, that God wants to bring out of that darkness. You say, well, it sure doesn't feel that way. I know it doesn't feel that way. How long will it take? I can't answer that. When will God do it? I don't know. But I do believe that in the darkest moments, in the darkest seasons, in the darkest circumstances of our life, there are treasures, there are things that God wants to give to us that we will value, that we will hold on to and think, thank you, Lord, for what you taught me. Thank you, Lord, for what you've shown me. There is grace and mercy that we could not know otherwise if everything was just going great. It causes us to appreciate him more than we ever could if everything was going along ideally. Treasures in the darkness. Turn with me, if you would, to Luke. When I think of treasures in the darkness, I think of the treasure that is beyond all treasures. The world in darkness, the darkness of sin. Jesus the light that comes into the darkness, shines in the darkness, but the darkness comprehends it not. John chapter 1 says, what a light, what a treasure, what darkness this light comes into. I love, I love Luke chapter 1, verses 78 and 79, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, where does God visit us? When did Jesus come, the day spring? He came to a world of darkness, spiritual darkness, soul darkness, to give light to them that sit in darkness 
and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. That's oftentimes when the Lord shows up. That's oftentimes when He, when he makes His appearance into our life in a way that just overwhelms us with His goodness and grace and mercy. When we're at our darkest time, Acts chapter 26. I want you to turn there with me if you would because it's, it's kind of a look back as Luke is a look forward to Jesus shining in the darkness. The, the prophecy of, of Christ coming to lighten the dark world, to lighten dark souls. In Acts chapter 26 verses 17 and 18 says this, Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. And this is to Paul, his testimony. God sent him to the Gentiles. And here's what God was going to do through the ministry of Paul and through him giving the gospel, the light of God's glory, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. This world seems darker than it's ever been, doesn't it? What's going on around us just, it's, it's dark. That's just the only way to put it. And then so many believers, they seem to be in a dark place in their life. So many Christian marriages seem to be in a dark place. But the light has come. When light comes, darkness has to flee. Bless you. It doesn't seem like we're pushing back the darkness very much as believers. It doesn't seem like that, that our little light is making much of a difference in this dark world. But the gospel in us is not just for us so that we may get to heaven. It is to shine through us so others will see that there is hope. They're in darkness. They don't know that there's any hope. They don't even know they're in darkness. But the light shines and shows them that they need the light. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan. They're captive to Satan. To turn them from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Paul said to the Colossian church, Colossians 1.13, he says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Now don't raise your hand, but how many of you, that's you. you you've been brought out of the power of darkness. But do you know what? Believers can slip back in and allow that darkness to begin to have power over them again. We don't have to. It's not inevitable that believers should allow darkness to begin to have control over them again, but it can happen. It can happen. We lose sight of His goodness. We, we lose the value and the importance of His Word. We don't take heed or pay attention to the sure word of prophecy. First 19 says of Second Peter 1. 1 John 2 gives us another way that we can slip back into darkness. And I want you to turn there with me if you would. 1 John 2, verse 9. 1 John is written to believers. All of this letter from the writer of the Gospel of John, the writer of the book of Revelation, all of this is written to believers. He was a pastor in the first century. 
He loved the Lord. He was a, an apostle of love. He loved the believers that he was called a pastor. He loved the gospel. He loved the Lord Jesus. In fact, he called himself in his gospel that he wrote, the disciple whom Jesus loved. He wouldn't even name himself to give his own. He just said, Jesus loves me, in effect. What could be better than that? Listen, when you find yourself slipping into darkness, you could just simply repeat, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And for John who wrote about the darkness, who wrote about the light coming into the darkness and shining in the darkness. It's the way he started his gospel. And it was an important theme where he told about Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. He who comes to me will have the light, will have the life that only I can give, is what he said. Jesus loves me. In 1 John, he's writing to believers in verse 9, he says, And he that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness, even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is not an occasion of stumbling in him. There's no offense. Love does not bring about offense. Love does not cause others to stumble. Verse 11, But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walks in darkness. In other words, they're living in darkness because they don't know where they're going and because that darkness hath blinded their eyes. I write unto you little children. The word there could be translated born ones or those of you who are born again because your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake. Not forgiving others, not extending forgiveness, not accepting Christ's forgiveness, and then living a life of forgiveness brings us back into darkness, allows us to walk in darkness. If there's bitterness in your heart, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, then you have succumbed to the darkness and you're walking around in darkness, even though you may be a child of God. You've walked out of the light back into the darkness because of unforgiveness. If you allow sin to go unconfessed and unrepented of in your life as a believer, if you do not come to the cross, if you do not repent and turn from your sin and receive the forgiveness that only the Lord can give you, then you walk back into the dark because there's unforgiven sin in your heart. Some of you wonder why you're just stumbling around, wondering why life is not getting any better. You wonder why you're walking around in darkness. And the Bible says to you, he gives you two primary reasons, either because there's sin in your life that's unconfessed, that's not been repented of, you've not received the forgiveness of sin that allows us to walk in the light, that's why you're stumbling around in the darkness, or either there are people that you hold grudges against you, you're offended at, you will not forgive them, there's bitterness that is taking your soul captive for one reason or another, you will not forgive, and you've walked from light to darkness, and that's why you're in darkness, spiritual darkness. I don't know if this applies to anybody, but if I was stumbling around in the dark looking for a light, I would sure examine whether that might be what's going on in my heart, in my life. I got up several times in the night last night and Instead of turning on the light, I'd grab a flashlight that's near me and I'd just kind of aim it down where it wouldn't 
just just enough to see to walk. You know, I'm not very smart. I'm not. In fact, I kind of amaze myself at how dumb I can be. Do you ever amaze yourself with that? But if it is dark, I know that I need a light. Isn't that brilliant? Isn't that just the most amazing thing you've ever heard? If it's dark, I encourage you to grab a light. It helps out tremendously. It's amazing what a difference a little light will make in the darkness. How dumb do you and I have to be to continue to stumble around in darkness in our lives? Darkness in our soul when there's a light that is right there available. When there's forgiveness that's available. When there's grace to extend forgiveness to others. When there's light that's right there. The Lord Jesus. You say, Pastor, it's not that easy. Tell me what's so difficult, bless you, about running to Jesus. Tell me what's so hard about coming to Christ. Who said, I am the light of the world. You say, Pastor, you, you, just, you just don't get it. What's going on in my life? It's just going to keep going on that way. That's what you're saying. What does God say? Come to me, he says. You don't have to keep stumbling around in the darkness. You don't have to keep repeating the same whole dark thoughts and dark days that you go through. This doesn't have to be a, a dark groundhog's day for you every day that you live. Come to the light. Trust the light. Trust His goodness. Trust His grace. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's interesting that John does not record this. John who spoke about the light more than any other gospel writer. John who lifts up the light of the Lord Jesus to a dark world. He did not write about the three hours of darkness on the cross. Isn't that interesting? Matthew, Mark, and Luke record that from noon till three in the afternoon, the time when the sun is brighter than any other time of the 24-hour day, it was completely dark. The light of the world was shrouded. And even the sun could not give its light. Jesus was in darkness on the cross. So you don't have to stumble around in darkness ever again. You can choose to do that. You can take on that darkness or those dark feelings or you can nurse those feelings of, oh, how pitiful I am or how terrible life is or it's just always going to be this way or it's just, that's just the way it, that's just the way it is. You, you can continue to believe that or you can say, Lord Jesus, you took the darkness from me. You took every bit of my darkness. And because of what you did for me on the cross, you give me the opportunity to walk in the light, for my marriage to be lived in the light, for my singleness to be lived in the light, for me to shine the light of your love and of your gospel so others who are in darkness, they don't have to sit in darkness any longer. Have you ever just felt so bad, you just didn't want to talk to anybody and you, 
you didn't even you didn't want any music on and you even went in your room and you turned off the light and you just sit there in darkness. Have you ever have you ever done that? You just mad at yourself, you're mad at the world, you're mad at your husband or your wife or your kids or your mom or your dad. You're just mad at everybody. And you just go sit in darkness. It really made you feel a lot better, didn't it? And you just just sit there for a little bit in darkness. You think, man, this is great. I, I'll, I'm good to go now. This is wonderful. No. It's amazing how long we'll mope in darkness when Jesus has taken every bit of our darkness for us. And He wants to shine through with light and grace and mercy and righteousness and goodness. Don't take one more second. Don't waste one more moment of your life moping in the darkness when that light is right there by you. He's in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's pray. The enemy will lie to you and many times you're too quick to believe his lies. The world will drag you down and sometimes you just let it drag you down. And you take some kind of weird pleasure in, in your misery in being a victim to whatever circumstances you're in. And you just think, well, that's the way it is. And that's the way it's going to be. The light of Christ shines on all of the times we feel that way and reveals what it really is. It's a lie. It's the deception of the enemy it's the deception of our own sinful, selfish emotions. And we don't have to live that way. Not one day. 